and welcome back to On Track Tips. My name is Jason Weiser, and you're listening to Get On Track, Stay On Track. And we're helping your small business one expert at a time, or two experts, or three experts. This week, we've got three experts on, and we're going to be talking about budget your life, budget your time, budget your finances, and budget your fitness. I'm excited to have these three experts, and I'll introduce them in just a moment, but I want to say a special thank you to this week's sponsor. The program is brought to you, brought to you by Wiser Sites. That's wisersites.com. It's sensible internet solutions. Small business hosting services with dedicated performance at shared hosting prices. Hosting, domain, speed, and security, wisersites.com. Now let me introduce to you our guest for today. First, Phyllis Kerr. She's a teacher, a speaker, a consultant, and an in-demand writer of all things social media. She's the co-author of Facebook Marketing All-in-One for Dummies with Andrea Vall and Amy Porterfield. She's the founder of TimeBliss.me. It's an innovative way of using Google Calendar that will give you clarity, productivity, and less stress, which is exactly why I need you on the show, Phyllis. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have Lisa Engels, and she teaches people just like you how to use the power of practice. She's the host of a weekly Hangout on Air program by the same name. The premise of the show, it's really simple. She says, creating radical breakthroughs isn't about doing certain things. It's about doing things in a certain way, and that requires practice. She brings guest experts from a wide range of fields and asks them one question about what's one practice that can create a radical breakthrough in health, wealth, and happiness. Listeners walk away with the tools and resources that they need to turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones. And our third guest, Stephanie Sims. She's a recovering investment banker. She's a champion <laughs> of business owners. And in my opinion, and many others, she is a financial expert. Stephanie's the founder and the catalyst behind Finance Ability. It's a website, an assessment tool, it's a glossary. It's the perfect resource for small business owners that are asking themselves, am I ready for financial partners? And if I am, how do I find them? And how does this whole funding thing work? Ah, I need help. So, financeability, it's a unique way to measure the value of your business, and in this one-of-a-kind assessment tool, you'll be able to identify your most powerful and attractive business assets and some of those that might not be so attractive to lending agencies and investors. Financeability, we're helping you discover what it takes to financially take your business to the next level. And my name, of course, is Jason Weiser, and I'm the host of On Track Tips, and I'm helping your small business one expert at a time. Head on over to OnTrackTips.com and look for the big red button. That's going to get you and I in contact with each other, and I'm going to find you an expert like Phyllis, Stephanie, Lisa, and others, Guy Kawasaki, Chris Brogan, Andrea Vall, James Wedmore, and so many more who have visited us here at On Track Tips. Head on over to OnTrackTips.com and push the big red button. We're going to be using Twitter today. Our hashtag is pound on track tips. So if you're on Twitter, head on over there right now and answer our Twitter question for today. The question is, what's hardest for you? Budgeting your time, budgeting your fitness, or budgeting your finance? Head on over to, on, to Twitter, use the hashtag pound on track tips and answer the question. Budgeting your time, budgeting your fitness, and budgeting your finance. Ladies, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jason. You know, that's that's always such an awkward part of the show. You never really know what to say. You never know how much time you have to say it. So it's like, uh, okay, all right, let's get into the show. All right, 
we're going to use me. I, I was joking on another thread, but I, you know, it's not entirely joking. It really is kind of true. I've got a lot of things going on in my life as my business is growing and frankly exploding, and I'm grateful for it. But as a result, I realized I had this revelation that you know what, I need a lot of help. My time, my finances, my well, I'm not going to stand up and show you, but my fitness, it's a mess, okay? Um, <laughs> the reality is I'm a small business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. My business is exploding, and I find myself staying up all night long. I'm cramming to get my tasks done. I'm trying to squeeze out an extra hour in the day. I'm, I wish there was more time in a day. Anybody on the, on the comments right now, tell me, do you find yourself trying to find more time in the day or there's just not enough time in the day? And as a result of this, now all of a sudden, uh, my I'm having difficulty. Now I need to learn finances. I need to, I'm learning QuickBooks. I'm being my own bookkeeper. I'm balancing my personal budgets, my taxes. I'm also managing my staff. Uh, it's about six people on staff now. Now I've got payroll. I've got overhead. I'm trying to figure out all of these financial accounting terminologies. My head is spinning. And again, the whole time I'm sitting at my desk all day long, just getting fat. I need to get up. I need to get out. I need to exercise, but I don't have the time to do it. So I need to learn how can I budget my time, my fitness, and my finance. Hey, Phyllis, why don't you start us out? What can I do? If I were your client and I'm in such a mess, what do I got to do? Well, first of all, you need to have a kind of reality check with your relationship with time because a lot of people think that somehow they're going to bend time to their will or they're going to create time or they're going to figure out a way to get more in a day than is humanly possible. So I always tell people the first step you need to do is put everything on your calendar and if you put everything on your calendar and you find that you are booked from 6 a.m. to midnight, then you are not being a good CEO of your own life. You really have to have a real good reality check with yourself and say, look, I can't do all of this and what can I outsource, what can I change, what can I move things around. But the first step is to j just get that reality check and put everything on the calendar. Otherwise, if you just have things on a checklist or you just have them in your head, you're not going to have that clear relationship to time. So number one, put everything on a calendar. Lisa, help us out. How yeah. am I going to stop being fat? <laughs> well, you know what, Jason, it's so funny is you're talking and, and painting out this scenario. You're the person that I would say is typical of so many people out there, and I call it people who are running on the stress treadmill, just constantly going, going, going in overdrive. And what I can tell you from my many, many years in the health and wellness field is that stress is one of the biggest causes of the inability to lose weight and also for weight gain. So just as an overall thing, you can know that when your body is in overdrive, meaning your nervous system is constantly turned on, you're not going to be able to lose weight even if you do go to the gym and do all of your exercises. So stress, just as an overview here, is pretty much one of the number one causes of the inability to lose weight and weight gain. Stephanie, what do you got to help to say to help me out? Well, I think that uh, Phyllis and <laughs> and Lisa already stole my thunder, but it's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna persevere here. Um, I think they both have important elements um, of knowing where you are. So just like as Phyllis said, you need to write down all the appointments you've taken to see if you've overextended yourself in terms of time. You really need to start tracking what you're spending and 
what you're bringing into your business to make sure that as you're making decisions, you have all the information. Because you can't fix anything until you understand what you're working with. And I think that Lisa had an, a great point, which is if you're stressed out about the whole financial aspect, sometimes just saying, I'm not making decisions right now, I'm just getting information, can help you relieve that stress. So if instead of focusing on, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do, how am I going to pay my bills, you say to yourself, I'm going to spend a week, for example, tracking what I spend and tracking how the money comes in. That can already be kind of a weight off your shoulders because you don't have to make a decision, you're just trying to get information at that point. And then you can step back and try, try to decide what to do with that information. Yeah, and I like what you, you threw out there. You threw out some key words that I want everybody to pay attention to. Tracking, tools, management. These are the things that we're going to dig deeper into as we bring these ladies back. You know, this is a part one of a four-part series, and we're going to bring them back for a deep dive for 30 minutes of understanding time, understanding fitness, and understanding finance as a small business owner. I mean, of course, you're going to be able to apply some of this to your personal life, but we really want to focus on what it's like to be an entrepreneur, be a small business owner, and what are some tools, some tips, some real tactics and strategies that you can apply. So make sure that you head on over to OnTrackTips.com, push the big red button, and we'll let you know when these ladies are coming back over the next four weeks uh, for their 30-minute episode. Let's make sure to start asking some questions over on the sidebar. I want you guys to take advantage of the time that we have with these amazing ladies. So the next question that I want to talk about is we hear a lot about coaching, coaching tips and tip tricks and strategies and cartwheels and okay so so what are some techniques, some disciplines, some practices, maybe a story that you might have that you could tell that would help that you use to help you uh, manage or budget not just your field of expertise but one of the other two respective areas that we have on the panel today. So Stephanie, why don't we start with you? What's something that you could you use to manage two or three of what we're talking about today? Well, something that, um, that I am really trying to do, and I'm not good at it yet, but I'm getting there, is to really check in with what it is, with the reason behind why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I'll take an example because I'm a Target shopper. I love Target. And <laughs> Target used to be my um, stress relief. Like when things were going really bad, I would go to Target. And I would like just buy all kinds of stuff. And suddenly I realized that's, that's not good. That's not good for my money. It's not a good use of my time. Um, it's certainly not helping me reduce my stress because when the bill comes, I just go completely crazy. And so what I started doing is before I get in the car to go to Target, I asked myself, what is it I'm going for and what is it I'm going to buy? And if I don't know the answer to those two questions, I usually say to myself, well, let's take a walk around the block or let's go back in the house and get a drink. And until we can get clear on that, we're not going to go to Target because it's just self-destructive behavior. At least it was for me. I kept going in this cycle where I'd go because I was stressed and then I'd be stressed because I went, which doesn't get you anywhere. Um, so, you know, I, I really like the notion of checking in with what it is you're doing, whether it's fitness or time or money, and making sure that it's something that's actually important to you and not just a, a reaction. Excellent. Lisa? I love that Stephanie started out knowing with, with this concept of why you do what you do because what I was going to say is I always go with I check in with why do I want what it is that I want 
Um, so that's a, it's sort of taking the same type of perspective, just looking at what is it that I want and why do I want it? And oftentimes we want what we want for a different reason than what we think we want. For instance, you're saying you want to lose weight maybe because you want to fit in for women to your skinny jeans or for anybody to, they have a birthday or an event that they're going to and that's why they want to lose the weight. But I venture to say that we want what we want for deeper underlying reasons and we need to get to the core reason of why we want what we want so that we're motivated by something from within us instead of something outside of us to continue to move forward towards our goals. So I look at for all of these areas with my finances, with my time, with my health, why do I want a million dollars? <laughs> you know, why do I want my, my business to finally get to that million dollar mark? Why do I want my health to be vibrant? You know, why do I want to have time on my calendar? Phyllis. Well, you know, it's very interesting that we're telling these um, personal stories about ourselves. And when I started living a calendar-based life where everything was on the calendar, I started noticing my own behaviors, things that I would keep moving in the calendar and I kept pushing aside or ignoring, but as long as I was dedicated to putting everything on the calendar, when I started moving those things, it was like the calendar started talking to me like, you know, Phyllis, you don't seem to want to do these images, or Phyllis, you are always pushing aside your accounting, your financial accounting. So it, it allowed a, a sort of an outside influence to have a conversation with me. It sounds a little weird to say that, but it did. And it sort of said, okay, so I need to outsource this. I absolutely have to outsource this. And because, you know, Jason, you and I, we like to run everything. We like wearing all the hats and we like wearing ourselves out for some very strange reason. It was really hard at first to let some of those things go. But when you see it in reality where it just keeps moving and not getting done, then again, that's another reality check with yourself. And if you think that you're the CEO of your own life, not just your business, but your life, then you start to have a bigger perspective on what it is that you're doing with your time. So that that was the biggest thing for me is when I was you know working till midnight and after midnight, I was like I was not being a good CEO of my own life, and that's when I had to make some big changes. Yeah, we hear this comment a lot. We hear people talking about, you know, make yourself your most important client, right? right? We hear a lot of people talking about it. And I don't know that we, I mean, it's a nice in theory. And I've, I've even preached it myself. I've told my, you know, listeners, make yourself your number one client. But the reality is I'm not my number one client right now, unfortunately. And though I'm going through some growing pains right now, and I'm learning to outsource, and I'm doing the practical steps that people say, well, just get up and, you know, set a schedule, say, okay, go, go run, you know, for a couple hours a day. I, I noticed Preston, you, you put that up there and that's great that you have that discipline. Well, you must be able to have that in your calendar. I find myself not having the discipline or I find myself, like you said, Phyllis, sliding that off to the side because something more important took that place. I think I had a big revelation when I was when I was doing really good with my fitness. I said, okay, five o'clock every every day. I have a, a class. I hired a personal trainer. I was doing great and I loved it. I felt great, and uh, and then I thought, okay, I wasn't losing weight while well, I was in in the gym. I was working hard. I was burning calories, but I wasn't losing weight. Why? Well, because I wasn't eating right. So I went and somebody said, go get fit, My Fitness Pal. It's a great app that you can use that will help you budget your calories. And I started doing that. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is insane. I can't believe, well, first of all, how many calories are in a teaspoon of olive oil? 
Of course, I took my <laughs> wife. I took my wife out to an Italian dinner, and I found out that 2,000 calories in one Italian meal. All right, let's talk for a minute about that. What are some things that I need to? You, 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 Phyllis, you said motivation. You said discipline. You said, I mean, these are great. Willingness. But how I do we do that? The willingness, first of all, it's very interesting. All three of us know that we can create these systems, these sort of hard systems where everything works. But there's a coaching aspect that comes up when you start meeting resistance and you start meeting your own stuff during this process. It needs to be coached through. And when I built my product, I thought, oh, yeah, I'm just going to teach people how to do this on the calendar. But then I started noticing that there were points where people would sort of resist or get unwilling to do something and that's a coaching point for them and so I had to build this whole coaching aspect to this very clear distinct time management program and I think it's really important to understand that when you meet something coming out like that you need to deal with it or else the whole process is going to break down and you're not going to get the results that you want so I think all three of us know that there's a coaching aspect to what we do that's vital for any system to work and Lisa, I know that you, that's what you are. You're not just fitness, but you're a, a rather holistic coach. I looked at some of your products. Talk to us for a minute about something that you would help us to kind of reach inside and find that discipline to be able to stick it, stick to it or, or grind through it or push through it like we always hear. Yeah, and you know, that's interesting that you use those words to push through it, to grind through it, because those are the words that are quite often used, especially in the health and fitness field and they're ones that I always try to change, reframe people's thinking about instead of pushing through it, how about becoming a partner with, for instance, we push our body, how about instead of pushing our body, becoming a partner with our body. These are concepts that I think the other ladies here have already touched on, this idea of creating an awareness. Before any change can happen, you first have to create awareness around the dirt in the house, right? You can't clean the house without first seeing the dirt in the house. So you got to be aware of it, just like Jason, you became aware of like, oh my God, olive oil has this many calories in it. Great. Now you know, but that's only just the beginning because as Phyllis said, there's always a deeper underlying cause to the reasons as to why there is a resistance there. And we need to look into that and then that's when the transformation occurs. Again, like you said in the beginning, it's not about doing certain things. Of course, you can budget your, your calories, your finances. Rather, it's about doing things in a certain way that will create the long-term transformation. And that's what I'm so excited about to have each of you come back for your shows where we can really dig into, you know, five steps to perfect fitness or seven steps to the ultimate calendar management and, of course, how to get your finances in order. I'm really excited about this. I'm going to take some questions from the audience, but before we do that, I want to remind everybody that you're tuned in right now to get on track, stay on track, and we're helping your small business one expert at a time with our experts, Phyllis Kerr, Lisa Engels, and Stephanie Sims, talking about how to budget your life, your time, your fitness, and your finance. And this episode is brought to you by wisersites.com. That is your hosting domain solution security and uh, support. So first of all, I want to take this, this uh, I want to pull this one up here from Paul Steinbrick, good friend of ours. Paul says, uh, well, I think time management is important. I've come to realize not all time or tasks are created equal. And the bigger issue, in my opinion, is energy management. Stephanie? 
Yeah, well, and it's it's very interesting that you picked this one because to me, what we're really talking about and the similarity between Phyllis, Lisa, and myself is that what we're talking about is how to manage the resources that you have available, right? We're talking about how to manage your health, which is your most precious resource, in my opinion, although time and money are very close behind those. Um, and so to me, what you really have to do is you have to think about what your core values are. What is the most important thing or things to you? And then you have to set your systems or your structures up to support that. And uh, we, we were talking in the green room, Jason, about you know this notion of, well, you just need to cut out your Starbucks every day, and that's going to help you get rich. Well, it may help you save money, but if Starbucks is a really big pleasure for you and the way that you reward yourself, you'll be rich and unhappy, which to me is not a great solution. Um, so you have to, unfortunately, what you have to do is a lot of times through the solutions that you try, learn more about yourself so that then you find the solution that really works for you. Does that well, make I sense? Like, I think that's a good segue into, into Keith's question here. He says, forming habits. And I've tried living a calendar-based life, and I seem to drift away from it as life takes over again. Suggestions. And I want to remind, I want to, I want to mention what, what Stephanie is referring to here. I had said that if anybody has ever seen Ramit Sati and he wrote the book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. And one of the things that he teaches his students is that you're not going to get rich cutting out a, a cappuccino a day. You're going to maybe save yourself $5 a day on a cappuccino. Do the math and you're not going to explode your business into financial independence on a cappuccino a day. So how do you define rich to you? And like Lisa was saying, how do you define what are your goals? Why are you in business? What are your um, What is it that you are working so hard for 12 hours a day? And when we define that, then we're able to um, understand and create a, a habit-forming lifestyle. Phyllis, what are, you, what are your thoughts about forming habits? Well, the question actually ties into that uh, comment, too, is that a lot of times when people uh, start, like the question said, like a calendar-based life, and then they drift away from it, um, I think that what happens is that that resistance starts to come up in people. It's sometimes to not honor your calendar and honor what it's saying to you is a subtle form of procrastination because and there might be some fear of success or fear of failure that falls in there and that's the reason I think it's really important to get really clear about the coaching aspect of living a calendar based life and the thing about it is when you put everything on your calendar it really becomes very clear what you're honoring at the moment because if everything on your calendar is business related and has nothing to do with your personal life with your family with your friends with your hobbies and there's no room for any of that then that shows you right off the bat that you are out of balance and out of sync with what's important to you as an individual and you're always going to have stress so again getting real clear about what's really happening right now will let you see okay these are the changes I need to make and but like we all said you know a lot of times it comes back to coaching it comes back to coaching through those particular things to be able to, to continue to be progressive in this we've got a comment here from Cheryl Deuce and she's saying that uh, I've surrounded myself with some amazing women today and I agree with you Cheryl and that's why I chose these three women to build an entire series on. I've never done this at OnTrack Tips before and I frankly don't know how the OnTrack Tips community is going to receive this so tell me folks in the comments right now do you like the idea of doing a series like this bringing three on uh, having a big panel and then deep diving into these topics and also tell us what's something that you really hope that these ladies will explain to you in their 
respective interviews. Chris Vogelman's telling us that he only needs 28 hours in a day, and that would do nicely. <laughs> I'd like Chris has got a lot of comments. Uh, another one that I think is really, really uh, appropriate: the shoemaker's children have no shoes. I mean, how important do we hear on this? The cobbler's kid syndrome. You know, um, it, Lisa, you want to talk about uh, cobbler kid syndrome? Oh, it's so funny. I sometimes I do. You mentioned this before. Um, you're your own worst client, and I say that sometimes about myself. I used to complain all the time about, oh my God, I have these clients do this, this, and this, and then all of a sudden <laughs> my life goes right. I'm like, oh my God, I've turned into <laughs> him or her that I was talking about. But that's part of my own journey and my growing process too. Even though we're all coaches here, we're going, I think the reason why we can coach people through this is because we've been there, done that, and gone through, and it's a continuing journey. To see this as something that's not a final destination, it's not about you know just having this much money or this level of fitness or this much time, it's an ongoing journey because that is gonna change as you change and as you transform those things that you want will also change and be slightly different. So being open to the fact that it's an ever-changing process as well and releasing yourself, surrendering to the journey and letting the journey reveal itself to you is a big part of, it sounds really, you know, sort of out there, but it is really just a big part of creating the happiness, the health, the wealth, and the happiness that you want in your life. There's a lot of discussion in the stream right now about a correlation between energy. Oops, I just oh, there it is. About uh, correlation between energy and core values. Chris started off with food equals energy, money equals energy, time is potential energy, and then uh, behind that, uh, Keith Barrows came back and said, "Okay, core values." How does one really identify their core values? And I sometimes feel that I can be a little bit wishy-washy about my core values. Stephanie, you want to jump in on that? Yeah, actually, and it's, it's a very interesting, um, I would call it maybe a symbiotic relationship between budgeting and your core values, because as Lisa mentioned, this is, it's not like it's set in stone. You know, finding out your core values and adjusting your life to meet those core values is not something that happens once in your life and you never change again. We're people, we're learning, we're having different experiences. And so to me, you can actually use the budgeting that you do to help you discover your core values. You know, for some people who are having trouble, like Phyllis said, look at your calendar. Look at the things you always put up top. Pretty good bet that what you put up top is a core value for you. If you're continuing to push off the accounting, well, then you don't like numbers people. You know, you're not a numbers person, and maybe you should find someone to help you with that. Um, by the same token, if you're putting business 100, if you're filling your, your schedule full of 100% of business, and you're never having time for the other parts of your life, time for yourself, time for your family, friends, etc., that can also be an indicator. So to me, when you look at budgets, I don't think you ought to look at it as, you know, this is some kind of standard that I have to uphold, and if I miss it, then I must be a horrible person. You need to integrate it into your life as a way of getting feedback. And you can learn from the budget and use it to go forward, right? So you set a budget, you see where you missed, and then you move forward in the next version. Does that make sense? Makes excellent sense. Mike Fountain, when he asked the question, what do you guys think about this? Mike Fountain says, hey, this is an awesome idea. And Chris Vogelman, <laughs> he comes back and he lets us know that, hey, if the on-track tips community had better like this, or you know what, they should be banned. 
<laughs> but the reality is we want to we want to make sure to pull our audience and make sure that everybody's getting what they want from the on on track tip show and we want to be make sure to be answering your questions so again head on over to ontracktips.com look for the big red button push it and tell me what are you struggling with in your small business so that I can go out and find you an expert Ladies, I want you to go through real quickly and tell us where can we find a little bit more about you other than uh, during your 30-minute episode that's going to be coming up shortly. And let's start with Lisa. Uh, where can somebody find you more about Lisa Engels? Sure. You can find out more about me and my programs and services over at www.innerstatecoaching.com. And that's I-N-N-E-R right down below me, if you can see this. I'm not sure if it's showing up, but I-N-N-E-R, statecoaching.com. Phyllis Care? It's phyllisCare.com or timebliss.me, either one. Excited about that product. I know it's right on the, right on the horizon. Real excited about this coming out. Um, and Stephanie Sims. Well, people can connect with me here on Google+, or they can connect with me at finance-ability.com. And Kevin Burroughs is going to close the show with his comment that says there's never enough time or energy to do all the things required each day. Tomorrow is another day. And that's why we're going to have to postpone the rest of this conversation over to another day. And that other day is going to be 30 minutes with Lisa Engels, 30 minutes with Phyllis Karen, 30 minutes with Stephanie Sims, two hours of expert coaching on budgeting your time, your fitness, and your finances. Jason Weiser, you're listening to Get On Track, Stay On Track, and we are helping your small business, one expert, two experts, or three experts at a time. We'll see you again next time, Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard on Track Tips. Bye for now, ladies. Thanks a lot for your help. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jason. Bye.